So I just uh, want to wish Happy Mother's Day to all of you moms out there. And at the end of Mass, I'll uh, offer you a blessing before you go. Um, there's a, a book that I read some time ago, many years ago. Kind of this, these Gospels readings today kind of reminded me of it. It's called Let the Fire Fall by Father Mike Scanlon from Franciscan University. Um, he was the president there. Really, just a tremendous priest, and he's since gone to his reward. Uh, but back in the day, I mean, he took that university out of, out of obscurity, and it was failing, and it had become highly secularized, and, and kids were going there and, you know, not living, practicing, or even keeping their faith, and kind of turned it around. And, and it was uh, his complete surrender to the Holy Spirit in regards to that whole project just transformed that university to what it is today. Uh, and there was a story in the book that he told that, that he told that uh, I remember I thought of when I read these. Um, you know, he had this gift of healing that the that the Lord gave him. He would pray over people or touch people and they would be healed. Um, and people came to know about it and they would seek him out. Uh, he was uh, at the university and he lived in one of the dorms. Uh, and he was very sick with the flu or something. He just kind of laid up and was in bed, couldn't get out. And uh, there was a knock on the door. And he was like, go away. <laughs> I don't, I'm sick. I can't, I can't talk to him. And then the person persisted. He goes, uh, he goes Father, Father Mike, I, I, I sprained my ankle. And, he, and uh, he says from his bed, he goes, well, go to the clinic. <laughs> you know, the office is closed here. He goes, I'm not feeling well. He goes, come on. Just, just you know, try to heal my leg. And uh, so he goes, the door's open. So the kid walks in, and there's Brother Mike, and just all bundled up and sick. And the kid stands next to the bed, and Father Mike just kind of reaches his hand out and touches the kid's ankle. And all of a sudden, the kid's like, he did it! Guys, he did it! And he's you know, jumping up and down. My leg is healed, and he's up running up and down the hallway, and the guys are cheering and all this. And, Father Mike just wanted to like, heal himself, you know. Uh, it's a great story. And I, here's a question. Uh, why don't you guys do that too? Right. Uh, Holy Spirit is God. God's in all of us. Holy Spirit is the, is the power source of the church. And it's a gift that's been given to us, poured into us. Fullness of grace. Huh? So why don't, we, why don't we do that? Do you ever try? Do you ever try to heal somebody? According to the Lord's will, of course. Yeah. I think we should. And you'd say, well, that was back, you know, that, that happens occasionally, or, you know, that's how it was back in the early church. Well, we're in the church. We've got the Holy Spirit. We, we, this should happen all the time, just like back then. And why doesn't it? I don't think we try. I don't think we 
give the Holy Spirit enough credit. I don't think we are involved enough in, in that inner life, that love of the Son and the Father that is poured out into the world and brought into us so that we are part of God's own life. God, the inner life of God is going on inside of us. You can heal somebody. So what, what are the marks then of the Holy Spirit that we see uh, in action? Again, the first reading, why is it that Philip ends up in Samaria? Well, they just killed Stephen in Jerusalem. And so, isn't it amazing how God can direct us even through difficult situations? God can use those difficult situations to move us to places he wants us to be. So, Stephen dies, that's an evil. Philip going to Samaria, that's prophecy fulfillment. That is uh, the, 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 the nations uh, of Israel being reconstituted in their fullness by the, in the church. Right? The, the, the Samaria was the ten tribes, and now they're being brought back in. But this is the church now, and everybody's being brought into the church. God used the death of Stephen to put Philip someplace where Philip needed to be in order to accomplish something God wanted done. How is it then that God in your life can use situations to get you to where he wants you to be? Even negative, evil things, God can work to the good. He, he can get you from point A to point B by the movement of the Holy Spirit. You just got to say, okay, Lord, do it. How many of you, us, practice that heroic minute that we're supposed to do every morning. Now, everybody in this church over your bed should have a crucifix. Right up there on the wall. Right over there. You all got a wall there. Put a crucifix on it. Why? Because that's a constant reminder of who you are. So in the morning when you get up, you can say, all right, my heroic minute is this. Touch the crucifix, look at it, and say, Jesus, this day belongs to you. And whatever you tell me to do today, I'm going to do. That's called obedience. And obedience is the protection of the Holy Spirit over our vocations and over the life that God has given to us to live with our families, as husband, wife, children. Huh? Touch that and say, all right, Lord, this is what I'm going to do today for you. And whatever you tell me to do, that's what I'm going to do. However you get me to where I'm supposed to be, I'm going to be obedient to that. So I end up today where you want me to be so that I can do the work that you want me to do. Remember this, your life doesn't belong to you. Your life is not about you. It's not about us. It's about the Lord. And how are we ever going to realize that if we don't open up our hearts every single day and say, Holy Spirit, soul my soul, tell me what to do. Command me to do it. I promise to be obedient to all that you ask of me and to accept all that you allow to happen to me. Only Holy Spirit, show me your will. Heroic minute. That's one of the things that's going on here. Another thing that's going on here is intellectual curiosity. Did you notice that... Uh, at the beginning of Peter's letter, it says, always be ready to give an explanation to anybody who asks of you. How many of us are prepared qualitatively to be able to answer questions about the faith that are given to us? People come and say, hey, why, is the, why does it say this in the Bible? Or why do you guys do this at Mass? Or what's that thing, crazy thing you Catholics do about church teaching in terms of, let's say, uh, sexuality or openness to children or why do you got to get married in the church? And why can't I get married on the beach? And, 
And, you know, why do I got to go to Mass on Sunday? Or, uh, you know, what is this thing about confession? What is it with you guys? What's your answer? What's our answer? We should know. I don't know is not an answer. You've all got Bibles. We've all got catechisms. We've all got access to... Uh, don't ask me. Ask Father Pacer. You can, we've all got access to Father Pacer. He can tell us. We all know people in our life who know, know the faith. Let's ask them. But I don't know is not an answer. We should, we should have that mark of the Holy Spirit, which is academic uh, curiosity about who Jesus is. You can't love what you don't know. Who is Jesus? What is God doing with him in our lives? We should... I want, I want answers to those questions. And I should be asking them. Curiosity. Yeah, that's a mark of the Holy Spirit. To be able to say, you know, to our friends from Christ's community, yeah, this is why we do what we do. And this is why you should be here in our church. Because we got the Eucharist. And this is what the Eucharist is. And this is what transubstantiation is. And you don't have it. We do. We got the goods. Right? We should be excited about it. It's another mark uh, of the Holy Spirit. In here, they did signs. They did signs. Did you catch that? They were trying to heal people. And there was great joy in that city because of it. They went around and healed people. That's why I started out. Are you healing anybody? We all have the capacity for it. We got the Holy Spirit. So to, to say, well, I, I don't want to, you know, get up and go, woo, heal. I can't do that. That's not me. Of course it's not. But kneel by, you know, sit or kneel by the, you know, your, your kid's bed at night and put your hands over their head and touch them. Say, Holy Spirit. You don't even have to say it out loud. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Heal my kid. Protect my kid. Keep them from the evil one. Holy Spirit, fill their hearts with that curiosity and the capacity for wonder and your love for them. Walk with them. Guide them. Please help them to choose rightly. You know, put your hands on them and say, help them to choose the right friends. Please keep them in the church. Please help them in love with the Eucharist. Lord, that's, that's, that's science. Do you do that? Do you pray with your spouse? You're supposed to. You're, you're, you're a one flesh union. Why are you praying separately? Pray together. Lay there in bed at night. You have awkward language. We don't like to pray in front of other people. Just lay up, look up at the ceiling and say, Lord, here's my list. Holy Spirit, help me with these things today. I'm thankful for these things today. And you're doing it in the presence of the one who is Christ for you. In the one flesh union, you should be praying together. And you put hands on your, you know, touch your spouse and, and just ask the Lord to bless them and heal them and love them. And somebody you know in your life who's going through a bad time, bad marriage, bad relationship, who's got physical illness, pray for them. Even from a distance, Jesus healed. But if you're there with them, just put your hand on their shoulder and say, let me, let me just pray for you in a, a moment. And you don't have to say anything out loud. But just pray for them. Recognize that it isn't you doing it. It's you allowing the Holy Spirit to use you to channel the Lord's healing, merciful love into that situation. Do signs. All right? Do signs. Yeah. 
<laughs> you gotta do signs. And what's another mark of, of the Holy Spirit is, is joy. There's great joy in that city. How many of us, it's everybody here, has people in our life who don't like to listen to us when we tell them what to do? Well, then, then let the Lord tell them what to do. Trust that the Lord's going to do it. But what is the access point to their hearts that is going to allow the Lord to tell them what to do? Is it you shouting at them? Go to church. Get back to Mass. Get into a regularized marriage. You're not getting married on the beach. Stop living with that person. I don't like your friends. Whatever it is. Stop drinking so much or whatever. Stop spending so much. Stop playing video games 20 hours a day. Is that berating them? Constantly working? Be joyful. Just go in and say, hey, you're playing, oh, you're on that, you're doing video games again. Well, 15 hours. <laughs> I just spent an hour praying for you that the Lord would just grab hold of you and show you how awesome you are and where he wants you to go and how you're going to get there. And it isn't through that TV or that, that screen. And, I, and I'm just, I'm so happy that the Lord has got a hold of you and I've invited him to do it and I'm going to keep doing it until you listen. Because I love Jesus, and I love you. Be joyful. You're not going to get your kids back to Mass by yelling at them. Show them the evidence of what going to Mass for you is. Joyful, loving, positive, healing, open, transformative. That's, that's us. Stand there, and we then are this witness in front of other people. We're the answer to all their questions. The desire, the, the fulfillment of all desire of their hearts. And we don't have to yell at them in order to get our point across. Now, sometimes yelling is important, especially with your kids. Right? So I don't want to take that, that uh, quill out of your, uh, out of your uh, arrow out of your quill. But let's face it. So, joy is evidence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can run your family. The Holy Spirit can do things you can't do. The Holy Spirit can rip wide open paths that you never imagined could be there. Okay, lastly, love is a mark of the Holy Spirit. Love, the divine life is in us. And we, brothers and sisters, have been swept up into that divine love. We are in the Trinity. You know, in the, 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 the movement of the, of, uh, the Trinity, it's called perichoresis which means the dance of love. The dance of love. We are swept up into the dance of love and the Holy Spirit is the, is the one who's leading, not you, not me. Let the Holy Spirit lead. Lead you in the dance of love. And what is love? To will the good of the other. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son. And what did Jesus, who in complete obedience to the will of the Father, do as love incarnate in the flesh? He did this. This is love. This is the evidence uh, of the movement of the Holy Spirit. It drives us out into the world, into our families, into our vocations, into the places where we have influence, and we say, I will your good, not mine. I die for you. I die for you. Because that's love. There is no love without suffering. And love is, love is the only thing we take with us when we go. It's love. That's a lot.
that the Holy Spirit is doing for you every single moment of your day. You know? Father Scanlon, just, all right, be healed. And he was. Imagine, you all have the power to do the same thing. Healed. Healed. Be lovers. Go where the Spirit calls you to go. Huh? Learn about the faith. Share the faith with joy. That's our, that's, let's make that our, our homework uh, for Pentecost. Amen. Amen. All right. Yeah.